Hi, and welcome to the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the unsolvable problem episode. I'm Bill Simpson, your host. I coach men who are struggling in relationship, how to communicate effectively, build trust, and deepen intimacy so that they can be the best version of themselves in relationship and live the life they love. Dr. John Gottman is a widely respected relationship expert and researcher, and he says, quote, Most marital arguments cannot be resolved. Couples spend year after year trying to change each other's mind, but it can't be done. This is because most of their disagreements are rooted in fundamental differences of lifestyle, personality, or values. By fighting over these differences, all they succeed in doing is wasting their time and harming their marriage. Phew, man, (laughs) when I first read that, I was like, damn. You know, I was kind of surprised and not surprised at the same time. Gottman says 69% of relationship problems are unsolvable. Wow. Well, you know, I I touched on the unsolvable problem in the values episode, where Harris and Harper had that strong physical chemistry, yet their core values were conflicted and their marriage ended. Well, that was an unsolvable problem that they couldn't move beyond. They were so caught up in their physical chemistry that they didn't take time to think through their values and compatibility before they rushed into marriage. You know, a lot of what I talk about on the podcast are ways to solve solvable problems. You know, things that can be worked out, right? And using techniques like communicating in a way that you both feel seen and heard, validated, uh, understanding each other's perspective and experience, being open and committed to change and growth for the long term of the relationship, and so on. So that's like the 31%. Of problems that can be solved. And that's all good and well, right? Well, what about the 69%? What do we do when there is an unsolvable problem? Well, the first thing to do is to figure out what the problem actually is. Often we think the issue is one thing and it's actually another. Let's take Michael and Gary, for example, not their real names. Michael likes to go to clubs. Gary used to, but not so much since they've been married. When the weekend comes around, they would often fight about Michael wanting to go to a club, and Gary didn't. Gary would get all in his judgment of Michael, call him names, and was downright disrespectful. Michael would get defensive and attack Gary, saying that he was insecure and that he's just jealous because of the intention Michael gets at the clubs. Well, the issue in this ongoing argument was not so much about Michael wanting to go out to the clubs as it was the fact that they were attacking each other's character. And they were totally missing the point. I mean, the unsolvable problem was Michael wanting to go to the clubs and Gary didn't. Yet the argument never addressed the problem. They would just end up putting each other down. Once they were able to take the focus off attacking each other's character and really hearing each other out, then they could address the bigger issue, Michael's need to get out and Gary's need to stay home. 
So here's where the next step comes in. Talk about the issue and explore ways to deal with your needs conflict or your differences in a way that you both feel understood. So Michael expressed that he was totally committed to the relationship, had no desire to be with anyone else, and how he really enjoys dancing and socializing. He said it helps him get his yayas out and is a way for him to reduce stress. Gary was able to articulate that he was more of a homebody. He was never crazy about going to clubs, even though he did enjoy it at times. Gary felt that Michael was choosing to go to the club over spending time with him and feared that he wasn't enough for Michael. Michael then assured Gary that he was indeed enough and couldn't imagine being with anyone else. Gary was able to take Michael in and trust his reason for wanting to go clubbing. Gary felt secure in the relationship and decided that he didn't want to take away something Michael enjoyed. So they came to a compromise. Michael would go clubbing once a month and Gary would use the time to catch up on reading or watch a movie or something. And Michael agreed to come home at a decent hour so that they would be able to connect before the night was done. Now, in this case, they were able to address the solvable problem of their ongoing arguments, attacking each other's character, and come to an acceptance of the unsolvable problem of their needs conflict. They chose the value of their relationship over their needs conflict for the long term of the relationship. So how can you tell if your unsolvable problem is damaging your relationship? Well, again, Dr. John Gottman says there are nine signs that can help you tell. Number one, you feel rejected by your partner. Number two, you keep attempting to talk about the issue, but make no headway. Number three, you become entrenched in your positions and are unwilling to budge or be flexible. Number four, when you discuss the subject, you end up feeling more frustrated and hurt. Number five, your conversations about the problem lack a sense of humor, amusement, or affection. Number six, you do not accept your partner's influence, meaning you do not allow their needs or perspective to influence your position on the issue. Number seven, you vilify each other during these conversations and in your thoughts, even when alone. Number eight, this vilification makes you all the more rooted in your positions, and you and your partner become polarized, more extreme in your views, and are all the less willing to compromise. And number nine, you are disengaged from each other emotionally. And when any of these nine signs show up, Gottman says it can cause what he calls gridlock. An example of gridlock that comes to mind, which I'm sure many of you can relate to, is in the case of political differences. Tom and Amy, not their real names, had this unsolvable problem. They had been married for over 12 years, and politics was never really an issue. Even though Tom voted Republican most of the time and Amy voted Democrat, they both leaned more towards the center, and it was no big deal. 
It wasn't until the 2016 presidential election that changed everything. Tom, being a Republican, decided to vote for Trump. He wasn't a big Trump supporter in the stereotypical sense, yet he liked many of his policies. Amy, being a more fiscally conservative Democrat, never really argued with Tom about his political choices. Where Amy leaned more progressive was on social issues. And when Tom told Amy he was voting for Trump, well, that's when the arguments began. You know, they would go back and forth, you know, uh, Amy saying how she couldn't believe that Tom could vote for someone of Trump's character. Uh, Tom wouldn't deny Trump's character, but would say his policies outweighed his character and the social issues. And with so much of the media's attention on Trump, Amy was getting more and more disgusted. And she couldn't believe that the man that she loved and was married to would vote for this guy. She started to doubt Tom's character and judged him. Yet Tom would not back down. And this unsolvable problem really rocked their marriage to the core. They ended up going to marriage counseling to try to resolve the issue. And even with a conscious and healthy discussion where they both felt understood, Amy had a really hard time accepting Tom's position. Yet she persevered and remembered all the really good stuff in their marriage and realized that her commitment to the long run of the relationship far outweighed her need to be righteous in her political choices. She decided it wasn't worth ending their marriage over. They basically agreed to disagree, and they committed to not talking about politics as much as possible, and certainly not arguing about it. Now, when it comes to unsolvable problems, there are a few things to remember. Get clear about what the problem really is. Choose the best way to address the problem so that you both feel seen, heard, and understood. Decide whether you both can accept and deal with the unsolvable problem. And remember, there is still hope for an awesome, healthy relationship, even when you don't always agree. So I'm going to wrap up this episode with a quote from relationship experts, co-founders of the Gottman Institute, not to mention that they're husband and wife, Drs. John and Julie Gottman. They say, differences attract us at first, and yet we can find ourselves in relationship trouble when we try to change these differences later. Learning to understand and accept the ways in which you're different is key to creating lasting connection and enduring love. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the unsolvable problem episode. I'm Bill Simpson. Thank you so much for listening and taking the time to learn and grow to be a better you in relationship. So here's a question I get a lot. Is it okay to watch porn while in relationship or in a marriage? Well, frankly, it's not my place to say. What I will share are some ways how watching porn can impact the relationship. Find out more by joining me for the next episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the porn episode. 
Now remember, if you have any questions or issues about your relationship you need help with or have any comments about the show, please email me at bill at pathwaystolivingwell.com. That's bill at pathwaystolivingwell.com. And if you know someone who you think might benefit from listening to this podcast, by all means, please share the link and share the love. And until next time, keep your heart open and stay on the path to love.